welcome to One Tech of a Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Altimus, and today I'm going to introduce myself a little bit and then get right into the topics. As I said just a little bit ago, my name is Aaron Altimus. I am a tech enthusiast. I've been a tech enthusiast since I can remember, really, ever since my family got their first computer, which was a Windows ME computer, a Dell and uh, I was just fascinated by it and wanted to learn everything I could about that computer. And I remember reading Windows ME for Dummies. But it was a book. I don't know if they're even around anymore. They make those books anymore. They probably do. But it's like a, it's a book that just kind of basically gives you all the information you need to know about a certain topic or or something like that. And uh, I did that with, I believe, Windows ME for dummies, and I believe Windows XP for dummies. But ever since I got that computer, you know, I was just, I was just like engrossed in, in technology and wanted to learn more and, and get more tech and experiment and all that stuff. So, um, I mean, that was like, that's how I started. And then we got a Windows XP computer sometime later, and that's when I started getting into different peripherals, you know, the basic stuff, like my first USB microphone, you know, a USB webcam, you know, like that was crazy back in the day. I mean, the uh, the camera quality was awful, but we used it to, you know, Skype people back when Skyping was a thing. And, uh, you know, it, it would just kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, I got, I was into PC gaming and just really enjoyed that. So, I mean, from a very young age, I was extremely, extremely interested in technology. And uh, I've been wanting to do a podcast again. I'd had a podcast quite a few years ago with a friend of mine. And it was a lot of fun, but we ended up having to stop recording episodes due to our schedules not really working together well, as well as just honestly not having time, and it wasn't taking off quite as well as we were hoping, so we decided to just, you know, cancel the show, but I do miss it. I missed it a lot. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I've been wanting to get back into podcasting for some time and I thought what better time than to start now and uh, on a topic that I am very passionate about so I guess we can get right into our first topic today and that is the newly released uh, Google Pixel Buds 2 um, the Pixel Buds didn't really take off all that well. I, I mean, I think some people were really interested in it, being it was a pretty obvious competitor to the AirPods. And, I mean, I don't know how... I, I personally didn't know anybody who had Pixel Buds. So, I, I can't really say too much about how well they sold, but I'm guessing they didn't sell all too well, at least comparative to... AirPods, which are like the most popular headphone in the world, so I don't know, like I think people kind of just didn't care, but these Pixel Bud 2, I think 
Android users might very well start using these, to be honest, over a lot of other choices. Uh, and I'll get into some of the pros and cons about these new Pixel Bud 2s. Uh, I kind of want to try them. I don't think I ever will. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy them because I don't need them and I don't use Android anymore. So there's really no need, no use for me to go out and buy them. But from what I've been reading about these uh, earbuds, uh, and this time around being truly wireless earbuds, not wireless earbuds but had the, the string in the back and whatnot. So these are like their first take on a truly wireless earbud and an obvious competitor to AirPods and maybe more or less AirPods Pro. But pros from what I've been reading and, and, and uh, hearing from different people who have already tested them out, the sound quality is really good. I've been hearing the sound quality is, is pretty darn good. Uh, it's not bass heavy. I think some people really like bass heavy headphones nowadays, especially nowadays. But from what I'm hearing, it's not overly bass heavy, but they just sound really good. Um, they're comfortable, which is really, I mean, uh, that's a, a must for any any wearable technology. They need to be, it needs to be comfortable. You know, you don't want to feel it there. You don't want to, it doesn't, you don't want it to get in the way. So from what I've been hearing is that they're very comfortable and that they fit well. And that's obviously another big thing, especially if you're into fitness and whatnot. And they are IPX4. I believe water resistant, which is really good. So obviously if you're out in the rain or if you're sweating in a workout, your earbuds are going to be fine. Perfectly fine. Wouldn't go in a pool with them, obviously, but you know, rain, sweat, perfectly fine. So it's good, you know, good that they fit well. Next uh, pro would be they kind of took a design, a design idea from Apple's AirPod Pros and it has pressure, uh, air pressure venting on the outside of the uh, earbud. Uh, the AirPod Pros had the little, uh, I guess, a vent so that when you put the headphones in with the silicone tips, you're not getting that pressure inside your ear canal that you get with a lot of, a lot of headphones, a lot of earbuds. So there's a little vent on the outside, pushes air through and equalizes the pressure. So it's nice and comfortable. There's no pressure. And ultimately, again, you want comfort. So they took a little bit of that from the AirPods Pros, perfectly okay with that. Um, I want I want people to have comfortable earbuds. And if you're on Android, you're probably not gonna be using AirPods. So I'm glad that you have that option now. Uh, Next up, the case, relatively small case, not as small as the AirPods, AirPods Pro, obviously. I don't think there's any case out there that's that compact, to be honest, but pretty small case. I hear the, uh, the lid is really satisfyingly clicky, just like the, the AirPods cases, so, you know, that's good for you guys. Um, it's USB-C. Uh, and wireless charging as well, and that's 
obviously a huge pro, so if you just want to throw them on a wireless charging pad, you can, just like the uh, AirPods 2s and the AirPod Pros, you know, nice and easy. And obviously USB-C charging, which is perfect. Like every single, every single device should have USB-C charging nowadays. Um, should be just standard. Uh, other pros, uh, gesture controls sound like they're really good, really solid. They even have gesture controls for the volume, which is funny enough, not something that a lot of these truly wireless earbuds seem to have for it. It's like, I feel like having volume control on the headphone, on the earbud themselves, especially if they're t like touch, you know, touch based, you know, capacitive sensors, you can throw a gesture in there for volume control, but it sounds like there's a volume control and that's awesome. Like that's perfect. We need that on more truly wireless earbuds. Uh, huge pro the google assistant is finally always on and always with you when wearing the uh pixel bud 2 this is something that people have had with airpods on iphone for a while where you can just trigger siri at any point in time and that's it's awesome you know just hands free ask it to do anything that you would ask uh, her to do normally and you know, I'm just happy that Android users finally have that with their phones now and their their earbuds. Uh, and last thing I want to I want to put down for pros is it sounds like the pairing process. I actually saw a video. The pairing process is very, very nice and easy on the Android side, which it looks a lot like how you pair your uh, AirPods to the iPhone, which, you know, good on you guys for that. Um, I don't believe it's specific to the Pixel phones. I do believe it's going to be basically the same with all Android. I could be wrong. They're still very new, and I don't have them myself, so could be completely wrong. But uh, if it's for every kind of Android phone you have, then that's, that's amazing. You know, I'm glad that Android users finally get to experience the very easy pairing process that the AirPods have with iPhone. Um, let's get on to some of the cons, though. And these are these are a, a little bit uh, of a bummer. And I'm going to leave the biggest bummer for the end. Uh, but first off, no active noise cancellation. So not there's not like the Sony's. Not like AirPods, not like Beats. You're not gonna have active noise cancellation, so that's that's a big bummer. That's a huge bummer. Uh, and what else? Uh, I hear the microphone. It seems like the microphone on the earbuds are pretty mediocre, which is also really sad because it seems like no one has been able to come close to the AirPods microphones, and it's 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 kind of blows my mind. The AirPod Pro microphones. They're just, they're nice for just being these tiny little things on the side of your head. So, sounds like the microphones are kind of mediocre, but I mean, that's not, I guess, a huge, huge issue if you really, truly care about microphones, and obviously it's going to be going to be an issue, but I mean, 
I guess I guess it's not a huge huge issue. Um, next up, uh, the battery life is a little bit underwhelming. Sounds like you're getting about five hours of battery life, which isn't too bad. I mean, AirPods are five hours as well. I'm not sure how well the charging case is going to uh, last with the Pixel Bud 2. Um, that's like the really nice thing about the AirPods is the charging case lasts quite a while and keeps your earbuds charged for a while. You know, you're really not going to have to keep it in the case for very long to have a half charge or full charge. Um, and the design of the Pixel Bud it's just a little bit, I don't know, a little bit lacking. They're comfortable from what I'm hearing, but they still have this tiny little, like, uh, little stem in the back of it. So it kind of, so it goes into your ear and it's supposed to fit better, but it, it's not that great. And the design of them is just kind of a little odd looking. So maybe not quite as clean as some of the Sony's or Beats or I mean, especially like AirPods. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe it'll grow on us, but the biggest con, and it sucks, especially with no active noise cancellation, it's $179. And like, that just that just blows my mind. That's, that's a lot of money, you know? I mean, that's not AirPod Pro, you know, level in terms of how much it costs, but that's still a lot of money, and you're not getting any active noise cancellation. So, you know, that might not be a big deal to you. The, the ear tips do seem to be pretty decent, so maybe you get a good, you know, passive noise cancellation with that, but it would be nice to have active noise cancellation, especially since these are supposed to be competing with AirPods and AirPods Pros. But uh, I w I'm, I'm actually really happy that Android users get something very close to the AirPods because the AirPods are awesome. I I had the original uh, original AirPods and loved those. Sadly, somehow I lost one of the the AirPods at my at my last job uh, and at my previous job, I should say. And uh, I have no idea how it fell out to this day. Still can't figure it out. But that was a big bummer. But thankfully, I actually just purchased some AirPod Pros. So, like, they're just amazing, especially being an iPhone user and a Mac user and whatever. It just, it's super, super easy to use. And I actually really like them a lot. So, I guess that does it for the Pixel Buds 2 or 2020, whatever they're going to call them. Heading on to the next topic. I'm not going to go over this too too much because it's been it's been a top it's been a news story for uh, some time now and it, everyone's kind of covered it but the uh iphone se uh, the new iphone se the 2020 version um the much awaited and much anticipated <laughs> uh, you know sequel to the original iphone se with the iphone 5s design now you get the iphone se in the iPhone 8 body, which is which is honestly amazing, you get that 4.7 inch uh, Retina display. You get a really nice camera. You get some a decent battery life. You get Touch ID. 
um, wireless charging, uh, water resistance, and dust resistance. Obviously, iOS, you get the A13 chip, just like the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. Uh, three gigs of RAM, which is perfectly fine for, for iOS. And you're getting it for $400, like an iPhone that costs $399. That's insane. Like, that's, that's absolutely insane. Uh, this is going, I mean, I think everyone has kind of said it at this point, but this is going to disrupt the Android sales and the budget Android sales mainly because people go into a carrier store and they get a, you know, maybe they don't want to spend a lot on a phone. So they go and they buy, you know, a budget Android phone. And maybe that Android phone is pretty decent, but, you know, it's not going to give you amazing performance. It's not going to have updates for a very long time, if ever, you know, aside from a few that, like, year that it's out. Uh, so, you know, it's not going to last as long as like an iPhone. So now that people who know what an iPhone is can go to a carrier store, look at iPhones and see a 399 iPhone that's pretty decent and they're gonna probably start leaning towards that. So we're gonna see an interesting shift, I think, in the smartphone sales. So we might be seeing budget Android phone sales drop a little bit or significantly, we'll see. And I do also think it's going to impact the flagship Android sales too, because people who were getting amazing deals on these flagship Samsungs or whatever, now they have an option to get a cheaper iPhone and maybe they want iPhone because they have friends who have iPhone or family who has iPhone. It's just gonna be really easy to communicate with them with iMessage and and uh, FaceTime and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty compelling, and I think it was a really smart move on, a, on, on Apple's part to release a new iPhone SE because the first one was pretty popular, and people have been waiting and waiting and waiting for a, a second version. So... Yeah, I mean, I I, that's, I didn't want to go too in depth with that. I don't want to talk about it too much because it's it's an iPhone SE. It's nothing super special. It does come in three colors, and we'll say that before we move on to the next subject, uh, next topic. It comes in three colors. You get black, actual black, not like a space gray or anything. It's black, white, and uh, product red. And interestingly enough, the bezels on the front on every device is black. So. You're not getting uh, a white bezel on the white iPhone. It's black on all of them, so probably saves a little bit of money there, honestly. And in my opinion, it looks better. So I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any new Apple products now that have white bezels. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Anyways, uh, moving to the next topic. We're keeping into the Apple story a little bit more the uh, Apple iPad Pro 2020 was released recently it was a, an incremental update but I'd say it was mostly a, a way to promote uh, iPad OS like the second update really to iPad OS and 
it seems like it, it got a few new nice features. Uh, the main one that they're pushing, obviously, if you've seen any of the ads or if you read anything about techno uh, about tech or whatever on any website, is they're really pushing the trackpad and mouse support. So that's cool. Like I'm happy with that. Uh, I I don't think iPads can replace a computer yet, but it can replace a computer in certain areas. I feel so. You know, good on them. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited, and I can't wait to see where they're gonna go with that, especially with releasing the new uh, uh, Magic Keyboard Folio or whatever they call it, which is a nice little case. It's an expensive case. $300 for the smaller one or $350 for the the uh, bigger one and it's it's expensive, but you do get a an Apple keyboard, you know, a nice full-size on the, on the large one, you get a full-sized Apple keyboard backlit and you get a decent trackpad too. And it's all in this nice hinged design that they made for the iPad where the iPad kind of just like floats. It, it, it looks really nice and obviously integrates perfectly with the iPad and it gives you an extra USB uh, Type-C port, which is also very nice. So you can charge your iPad and have headphones plugged in or even just like another dongle. So you can just throw a few object, a few items on there. So that's kind of nice. Um, the last uh, topic in the Apple part of this, uh, the there's some rumors uh, that are coming out. Some more, uh, I don't know. I'd say some stronger rumors are coming out that Apple is working very hard and may soon be releasing MacBooks with ARM processors, ARM-based processors, and I think that would be amazing. I, I honestly think that would be amazing. I'm not sure which MacBooks they would put them in. I, I'm kind of going towards the MacBook Air route right now. Uh, at least they can start off with that and try with that. Uh, maybe someday, after, maybe right away, we'll see. They might start putting those in, uh, in MacBook Pros, we could see. But I'm excited because they're not going to be tied down to Intel anymore. They have custom in-house chipsets just like their iPhones, their iPads, their Apple Watches, their, their AirPods. You know, they have custom chips. And, I mean, Apple's already really well known for for having perfect, you know, integration with their processors and their optimizations, amazing. So having their very own chipsets in a MacBook could be huge. We're just, uh, we could see significant increases in battery life. Uh, we could obviously see huge increases in speed. You know, it's just I think it's I think it's all positive. I don't know. Maybe some people let me know if you are kind of skeptical about it, but I th I think it's going to be pretty uh, popular in the tech community. Um, very very excited for that, honestly. So I'm gonna get away from Apple a little bit there, and uh, go to our final topic of 
episode one of this podcast, and that is something I'm actually a big fan of, even though I don't use Android anymore. I'm a big fan of OnePlus phones. If you've never heard of OnePlus, go look them up right now, especially if you're an Android user, because OnePlus makes fantastic Android phones. In my opinion, they've been some of the best Android phones you could buy. And this year, I think it's I think it's going to be the best Android phone of the year. Obviously, we have to wait and see what Google comes out with the Pixel, but I really don't think the Pixel is going to be better than this. Maybe as good, but I don't think it's going to be better. Uh, the design is beautiful. The the screen is very very nice. They're they're really working hard on their screen technology. Sounds like they're doing a lot of optimization with that, and a lot of I don't know, just a lot of tweaking. And I guess the the, the uh, I guess the calibration is really good from what I from what I've been reading. And obviously, one hundred twenty hertz uh, refresh rate on the AMOLED screen. So that's awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think you should go look into this. If you are an Android user, go check out the OnePlus 8 Pro. And if you want something a little cheaper, it's not going to be as good as the 8 Pro. They do also have the OnePlus 8. It's it's good, but it's nothing special. Uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro is where it's at, though. They're really, really stepping up their game this year. They have wireless charging. They have, you know, an IP an IP rating for waterproof and dustproof. Uh, they have a whole punch camera, selfie camera. So that's, you know, I guess uh, last year they had a pop-up camera, which is kind of iffy. It's a mechanical part. And, you you know, if you drop it, it's, it does retract. But what if, obviously, there's not really going to be very good water resistance with having a camera that pops up so I understand why they obviously put the hole punch and it's a pretty small hole punch so it's not a big deal in my opinion I know some people have been critical of it I think it's okay yes you're not getting that full screen on the front you do have to you know have that little hole punch cut out but I think it's fine I think it's perfectly fine I think that the phone looks great um the wireless charging is awesome. They have a wireless charger that they sell <clears throat> that is 30 watt wireless charging, which is crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. There's like cooling fans in that wireless charger. So imagine being able to charge your phone wirelessly. Like I think it's 30 minutes for half battery life. Like that's like 50%. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. Like. If you've never heard of OnePlus, you know, go check them out. And if you have heard of OnePlus, but maybe you just don't care enough, if you're an Android user, go check out the OnePlus 8 Pro. If you're going to upgrade your phone, do it. I say go with that. I And I'm like, a, like I said, I am an iPhone user. Now, I was an Android user some years ago. The last Android phone I had was the, what was it, the Google Nexus 6P. So it was the phone before the Pixel one and i actually really liked that phone but i wanted to switch over to iphone for a few different reasons 
and I'm okay. I'm happy I did. I'm really am happy I did. It works great with my my MacBook, and you know, I have the Apple Watch, so that you know I love the Apple Watch. It's it's one of my favorite pieces of tech that I own. So I don't miss Android, but when I see like the OnePlus 8 Pro, which is a fantastic phone, if I were to ever switch back to Android for some reason. I would most likely switch to OnePlus. Like it, they have amazing phones, and I've always been a big fan of theirs. So, I guess that will do it for episode one of One Tech of a Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me, and I hope to see you guys in future episodes. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>